With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's the darts intro, or we could go with this. Yeah, no, not the dart, not the dart. I'll think it's the dart. I think the first one, when he comes off a winning weekend. Yep. And the second one, when it's been a stinker. We're talking racing. Have been racing. They get to the barriers with Jesse Dart. <laughs> Racing journalist from our Locker's Tragic. Good morning and welcome to the SEN family. Good morning, Gus. Good morning, Scott. Good morning, listeners. Thanks for having me on. How did you get involved in racing? You're big enough to be a jockey. In fact, you might be too small. Probably about the right height, actually, Gus, I reckon. Um, no, just developed a passion for it over, over time. You know, obviously starting out with the Melbourne Cup as a kid. It's the one race every year that you watch in primary school with the TV getting wheeled in and then <laughs> it just kind of, I guess, flowered into watching more regularly. COVID lockdown spurred things on a bit as well, and here we are today. How does a young man find his way into the racing media at this age and at this time? Because, you know, it's pretty small and insular as a group, as we know. Been out the races. I was out there doing the hosting over the carnival and the lock, and you were out there doing your thing, and that's where we sort of ran back into each other. We've got a bit of history. We'll explain to that in a moment. But just tell us a bit about how you sort of carved your early niche into the racing industry and how tough it was and where did the first break come from? Uh, the first break came from Osres, which I'm very grateful for. So Chris and the team there have been uh, very good to me for about 12 months now, and it was just a matter of putting my hand up and showing a bit of passion and a bit of interest in blending writing about sports, which is something I've always enjoyed doing as well, into my passion for doing the form and having a look at racing on that side of things and kind of moulding them together into the one um, one project. So it worked out quite well. You're quite correct. It's a very small uh, national media landscape and even probably a smaller one here locally in WA, but very lucky to be given the opportunities I have, including coming on this show as well, which I'm looking forward to. We are looking forward to having mm. you on. What are you going to bring to this show? I mean, because we already have a bloke called Gostradamus who throws out well, he throws out some real pies, to be perfectly honest with you, but they sometimes they come through and he's on fire at the moment. The last three first fours he gave me at Belmont, at Ascot last weekend. Page 4,400, the third last one, Jesse. Yeah, well, if you, had, if you had 100% of it, <laughs> if you didn't, it didn't pay that much. Scott's the master of 11%. <laughs> I won $21.11 on the second last race. Well, first four. What are you going to bring to us, mate? What are you going to bring to our listeners? Well, hopefully some winners. Um, hopefully. Hopefully. N- notwithstanding winners, hopefully a bit of information, yep. a bit of fun. Try to spur a bit of conversation around the industry and, you know, paint it in a, the positive light it deserves. Mm. Are you a punter? I am a punter. Yeah. Do you go gamble responsibly? Of course. Mm. Who's your favourite jockey of all time? 
If you don't show the right answer, you're out. Favourite jockey of all time. Well, it's got to be Ollie, doesn't it? Good boy. That, that, that gold Good rush boy. moment is something that's going to live Incredible, with me it? until I've got grandchildren. I can tell them about the time yeah. the seas parted for Damien Oliver <laughs> yep. aboard Munamek. But it was even the, third, the, the first winner. The noise in the grandstand was unbelievable because he hadn't. It had a frustrating day to that point, mm. but he rode that first one, then he rode the next one, and then he rode Munamek in the last mm. in the Gold Rush. It was incredible to be there, and you're dead right. It would be something. I, I said straight away, it's the most emotional moment in sport that I've witnessed live. I'd agree with that, and I think he's going to get a second movie out of it. Well, he certainly should. Yeah, it was, and it, it's, take it. It's remarkable, isn't it? Because I'm I'm not old enough to have been around for the media puzzle story, but I've seen the movie, you know, every Melbourne Cup in the build-up religiously. Yeah, and it's quite remarkable that he did have that barren run leading into the cup as well mm. in the races before, and almost replicated itself mm. again in the Gold Rush. What, what's your what's your absolute passion? What's your, when you if I was to give you the laptop and a race meeting? or the industry as a whole, what would you be writing about? Is, is breeding a big thing of yours? It is, um, but I'm more of a form man. So okay. I enjoy, enjoy doing the, the race previews and Good. reviews and analysing and really diving in and trying to find those angles and edges that maybe others aren't looking for or aren't being um, taken advantage of as well as they could be. I in the like market. it because, because breeding, breeding information is not going to give us any winners. Because we're not a deep dive breakfast show for winners. We like no. to keep it very easy. We just like to put out our winners, put them on our socials, have our listeners who... We do have a punting audience, but at the same time, it's always gamble responsibly and, and what are you really gambling with. So just we're going to get our winners from you. We're not going to do the whole meeting. We just want you to pluck out three or four. But before we do that, what primary school did you go to? S from Right. So he, Jesse went to primary school with my daughter, Born and bred Abby. Oh. And I mentioned to Abby last night that Jesse Dart was going to be coming on the show regularly as our racing. Did they get along back then? Yeah, well, Abby got on with everyone, and Jesse did. Right. Jesse was um, the, one of the most one-eyed, tragic, knowledgeable Dockers fans, even at the tender age of about five or six. He was amazing. Really? And he rose to fame. If you're about to have a listen... For those who don't know, Jesse Dart is the young Frio Dockers fan who rose to fame on Street Talk. If there were socials, he would have gone viral. With Sam Newman. Here it is, way back when. What about the Dockers? How are they going, Jess? Well, I think they're very, very, very play, um, helpful with the, um, their players and the team, especially when Chris Cotty was like, he's like telling the players to like, run off of their opponents, because the opponents like coming straight on to them and marking the ball. So I don't think Chris Cotty should be sacked. The Eagles, well, they need to get up there too, because the Eagles being smacked out. John Walsh he's hardly doing good. Wow, well, you've given Woosher a little clip around the ear hole, did you? Well, you got Chris Conley the sack. You got John all sacked. Did you go into witness protection at any stage, Jesse, when you are a young fella? That was a few years. Oh, now, pro- probably would avoid Woosher at all costs. Yeah. Did you not get leave it over to Melbourne? Did you not go to Melbourne soon after that and they put you on the desk? I did. I went to Melbourne three times to do... Did you get stage fright like every other kid does on the, on the set? Or did <laughs> you enjoy it? Honest, honestly, no. And I know that sounds rather um, dismissive, but it, it was just a such a whirlwind experience because from Street Talk to the first one was, I think, about a week between me doing that original segment and then going over. So between that, the reaction and the planning to go, it was very whirlwind. I wish I'd, I wish I'd spoken to you because it was just the most nervous I ever got doing any sort of show, radio, anything. Probably speaking, was the footy show. It was a tough gig. How old were you, Jess, when that, we just played that audio? Uh, six. Play it again, please, Mr. Meister. I want to have a listen. 
What about the Dockers? How are they going, Jess? Well, I think they're very, very, very play- I'm helpful with the, um, the players and the team, especially when Chris Cotting was like, he's like telling the players to like, run off of their opponents because the opponents like coming straight on to them and marking the ball. So I don't think Chris Cotting should be sacked. The Eagles, well, they need to get up there too because the Eagles being snacked out. John Wall's ball, he's hardly doing good with the Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And what did it do for you, that little moment? I know you're only young and it's had plenty of views and it did go viral. Um, What did it do for a young boy at that age? What did it do for your family? It was it was incredible. It was uh, experiences that I never would have gotten to. Because it was at the peak of the footy show. That was at yeah. absolutely at its peak. It was. I think Trevor Marmalade last year was was 2007, and that was and that was where you just played the clip from. So, yeah, prime footy show. It was an incredible opportunity for me. You know, complete fluke to be in the right place at the right time. Where for were you? Talk. Uh, I was in the Fremantle Arcade near where. Uh, the old Hoyt Cinema was. Yep. Just loitering as a six-year-old. Just, just loitering. Looking to knock something off. Well, it was school holidays, so yeah. had, nothing, had nothing better. And look there. where it's taking you. Look where you are right now. I mean, look where it's taking you to the absolute heights now. You're with us. Uh, very good. Uh, love it, Jess. Well done. Hey, Jess, we got you get your pen and paper ready, everybody, because yep, Jesse Dart I'm ready. I'm ready. is about to produce... On debut. On debut. Some winners for us for Ascot tomorrow. Over you, Jess, what do you got? Well, I'm on debut, and so is Bustling in the second race at Ascot tomorrow for the Dan Morton Yard. Uh, good trial. The son of Frosted thought he wasn't the best to begin, but he really showed some speed later down in the piece to go and win that heat. I think around that $5, $5.50 mark in a like pretty it. even two-year-old race. I think he's a, a fair way to approach it. Gets um, the booking of Brad Parnham as well, which I think is going to... To look after him. So betting on two-year-olds make you nervous because they are like we haven't seen a lot of them. They're a bit jittery. It's like backing odds kickers to have a good game. It, it can be um, can be a bit of a talk it out sometimes. But I just try to find the ones that maybe the market hasn't identified as being as strong a chance in in my view like as they that. have. I like that thinking, Jess. Race two, number seven, bustling, five dollars. We'll play a little each way there. Five dollars each way. Uh, Going to skip the next couple of races and jump into race five. Which Lazy. We, I know. Well, probably not going to win the next two, so we're going <laughs> to skip straight past those. Uh, look, there's probably not more, uh, not many more enigmatic gallopers in Western Australia than India Ruler, who does things his own way, runs along fast, runs out to the middle of the track, almost went down the outside fence at York uh, last year. He loves doing things his own way, India Ruler, but he's talented. And JB North just seems to get him, understand his quirks and what he needs to do to win. And for all he's wobbling around and the extra ground he covers, he's very hard to get past. So India Ruler for me in the fifth race at about, I think, $5 around thereabouts as well. Yep, into 480 actually now on tab touch. Now, interesting enough with India Ruler. What number is India Ruler? It's race five, yes. number four, four. Indy Ruler. And it's with the Luke Furnish stable. And if you're thinking about young trainers who are launching into amazing careers, he's one of those young trainers. He's just, he's had a, an incredible couple of months. And buying big too at the sales. Yeah, so. you want to get involved with a young trainer, he's one of them. What else you got? Uh, race six, probably the best value prospect I found across the day. Uh, Memory Parade, the three-year-old taking on the older horses in uh, ratings company. Eight dollars, Scotty. Yeah, that's a bit of me. Race six, number 12, Memory Parade. Why? Uh, I like the three-year-olds against the older horses as a general rule here in Perth, especially at Ascot, where if they've got a bit of gate speed, they can find themselves prominent. And the rail's at eight metres tomorrow, which generally leads to being um, advantageous to be in the first half of the field. Leader's track. Leader's track. And it's a leader, isn't it? It likes to get to the front. Likes to lead, gets uh, 
in my opinion, the best front-running jockey in the state in Maddie Derrick. Isn't she uh, ever? She's going great at the moment. Um, so she'll get it to the front. Don't think the white barriers are worried just with the way it races. It should get across from the 400 meter start. And about $8, you can play it each way, and I think wow. that's a logical way to approach the race. All righty. And what else? What's your last one? Give us four. We need four today. Last one. Uh, saving the best to last is probably the shortest tip I'm going to throw out today, but I think Alaskan in the last of the day is a very promising uh, stayer in the making of full brother to Alaskan God. And he is on a WA Derby path. He beat the older horses last start. He does, or tries to do that again here. Gets a um, bit of a sticky gate for him, but 800 metres Ascot, you can roll across from that start. So don't mind Alaskan about $3.80. I think he's a, a good chance to send us home happy. All righty. So race two, number seven, Bustling. Race five, number four, Indie Ruler. Race six, number 12, Memory Parade. And race nine, number eight, Alaskan. Race 27, 54, 6, 12, 98. 27, 54, 6, 12, 98. Bustling, Indie Ruler, Memory Parade in Alaskan. Jesse, appreciate you coming on board. We look forward to you coming in regularly when you can. Yeah. And, um, well, let's see how he goes on Saturday. Let's not, let's not promise him the world. Um, we're real fickle. And we turn quickly. Yeah. So good luck to you on debut. Thanks, Gus. Thanks, Gus. Yeah, what are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Talking footy after seven with the West Coast Eagles and Mastermind. Gone to prime. West Coast Eagles of 2018, the season of 2018 for Dom of Melbourne. Hey, Jesse, have some lemon juice. It's good stuff. Every year the cats have played very well and um, just goes to show that their last premiership was in the 1963, the year before... Did you, were you at it? No. I was born in 2001 for your information, Sam. <laughs> Six-year-old's got to repeat himself to Sam. <laughs> <laughs> yes.